The following show is intended for general information and entertainment purposes only. Any information given on the show should never be taken as personal medical advice or as a substitute for advice from your personal physician. You should not make any changes to your personal medications based on the content of this show without first consulting your personal physician. This show is not intended to diagnose or treat specific patients and thus should be used for information purposes only. This is the Access Health Radio Special Edition live question and answer show on coronavirus brought to you by GoMD and We Care Pharmacy. Welcome to the Access Health Radio Show. I'm Dr. Brian Forrest, and this week we are having a special edition live show with your questions about COVID-19. Welcome in, everybody. I'm Mike Davis. Dr. Brian Forrest, as mentioned, is a board-certified family physician and CEO of Access Healthcare in Apex, North Carolina. We're taking your calls live for the next 30 minutes. We'll take as many calls as we can. Here is the number to call, 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. We'll take as many calls on this as we possibly can. And Dr. Forrest, uh, I know... <laughs> it is a day by day, sometimes uh, minute by minute update that we're seeing. Things changing every day. I remember a couple of months ago when you told listeners what to be looking for, and now here we are. Mike, things have changed rapidly, and you know, as the numbers have been escalating, there have been many policy changes, such as stay at home orders put into place in addition to the social distancing measures. Just a few moments ago, uh, we were, we heard uh, Dr. Fauci uh, mention that he estimates we could see at least one hundred thousand deaths. And I don't I don't repeat that to be sensationalist, but I have to tell you that. A month or so ago, when we were first talking about this, I'll be the first to admit, I underestimated what this was all about, and it's becoming more serious by the day, and and that may be a minimum number that we, that we see just here in the United States. I mean, that's a staggering number of casualties to this COVID-19 disease. It really is. I think uh, I think all of us, if we rewind the clock back a couple of months ago, we probably were in a situation where, you know, we knew this might eventually get here. Uh, I don't think any of us thought that it would have uh, the impact that it looks like it's going to have. And, you know, now to some degree it is just looking at the numbers. Uh, we can, uh, many people have said that we can really tell where we're going to be by looking at other countries and other states and just realizing, you know, we're either two to four weeks behind some of those. Same thing in our country. Uh, there are other states that are ahead of us, um, but we may see that, you know, two to three weeks down the road, uh, we may be following suit to many of those. So, you know, I would anticipate that, uh, yes, I think a lot of people will get in Affected. Again, most people will do well with the disease and, you know, won't necessarily need hospitalization. But just because of the huge number of patients that are going to be affected, we are going to have, you know, lots and lots of deaths in the United States. I don't know if this is – and by the way, let me give folks the number again. Uh, the phone lines are open. If you want to get in here in the next few minutes, 919-860-9783. 919-860-WPTF is the number to call uh, with your coronavirus question for Dr. Brian Forrest. I, this is one of the things that I have found uh, staggering. And, and that is the number of deaths that we have seen from this disease in a modern first world country such as Italy. 
Any idea why it affected Italy so much? Is that something genetic, or what are we seeing happen over there? Well, I think the irony is, you know, a lot of times when we talk about Italy, we're talking about a country that has one of the highest lifespans in the world. So people eating the Mediterranean diet and living in that area, one of the reasons sometimes they make it to older age is they're a healthier population. Uh, So I think one of the warnings we have to take from that is, you know, yes, they may be slightly older than the United States in terms of average population, but they're also a country with, you know, less chronic disease in some ways. And so we have a lot more Americans that have underlying conditions. And so we need to take, take uh, you know, heed of that and pay attention to what's going on there. I also think, you know, Italy is probably a country that's reporting very honestly. I think they're letting us know exactly what they see. And, and up to that point, we may not have been seeing, you know, in China and other places, who knows? We don't know if, if we were getting exact numbers or not. They may be reliable, they may not. I think probably, you know, Italy's being very, you know, frank and forthright about what they're seeing there, sort of letting the world know what to watch out for. And, of course, we saw Iran not as as far along on the development scale, obviously, as Italy, but, again, staggering numbers of deaths there where we're seeing literally they're setting up beds in the streets to uh, to, to handle uh, the health care load there. It's just – and so uh, – do you, do you think, and I, I hate to ask this, do you think we're going to get to this point in the United States where it's going to overwhelm our health care system? Well, I think you've heard lots and lots about people trying to flatten the curve, and, and what they mean by that is not necessarily preventing the number of people getting coronavirus. What they actually mean is getting coronavirus at a slower rate. And the big reason for that is that if we can delay it, if we can put it off, if we can slow down the rate of contagion, hopefully that's going to allow the hospitals and the healthcare providers to catch up. Uh, if it all hits at once, if all the you know states in, in the United States were to peak at the same time, yes, it would absolutely overwhelm the healthcare resources we have. Uh, I don't think that'll happen. I think what you're going to see is the urban centers are probably going to be the the epicenters first. They're going to be the places that are going to climb and and peak and fall. Uh, But we have to be careful about uh, not worrying about our own neighborhoods and communities because in the future, uh, it may start to peak here. So uh, the thing we have to worry about with healthcare resources, again, is it's the timing. Because if we spread out all of the coronavirus and COVID-19 infections, you know, over the next two years and people get it at a, at a slow rate, then we, we should be able, with the healthcare resources that have been mobilized both at the state and national level, uh, to handle it just fine. Uh, the thing we have to be cautious of are those communities where it peaks quickly, where they get overwhelmed by the volume and the demand, uh, you know, on their services, and certainly on uh, supplies and resources for healthcare workers. Uh, you know, even uh, my current office, we only have six masks left. Uh, you know, I've reached out to emergency management and, and called the same people that were supposed to ask for those products. I don't have enough, you know, personal protect, protective equipment going forward right now. So hopefully by the time North Carolina becomes a uh, sort of critical mass, uh, we'll be getting some of those supplies and resources. He is Dr. Brian Forrest, board-certified family physician with Access Healthcare in Apex. I'm Mike Davis. Thanks for uh, for joining us on this special live edition of Access Health Radio. And uh, being live, we can take your calls this afternoon, 919-860-9783. We'll be here until 4.30. I heard, Dr. Brian, uh, uh, something you said just a second ago, and that is uh, you were speaking in the future tense about peaking with this. How... 
how far are we? Do you, I'm asking you to look into a crystal ball. I realize that. Uh, are we? Uh, are we at the? Uh, we may not be at the. It certainly doesn't appear to be that we're at the beginning of the end. Are we at the end of the beginning, or are we? How far down the road before we start to see that curve flatten and we we realize we're on the on the back end of this? Any idea? Well, it is, you know, it is a crystal ball. It would be a guess at best to figure out, you know, what it's going to do here and when the peak's going to be. But I think we actually, in some ways, we're at the start of the community spread here. You know, here in North Carolina, for the first little bit, the first few cases we had, uh, you know, it was largely they were in the containment mode because they could identify all the cases where the spread had come from. I think we're just getting in now to starting to see sort of the results of that community spread. You know, people will say there's a 7 to 14 day delay, Mm -hmm. you know, between when people get infected and when we actually start to see the results of that. So. My guess is we still haven't seen even the acceleration of cases in North Carolina. So I think we're fairly, you know, maybe a matter of weeks, but I think we we are still a, a short amount of time away from when we're going to peak in North Carolina. Uh, maybe, like again, weeks, don't know that it's necessarily months. Could be, you know, four to six weeks. It's hard to say at this point. All right. If you have a question for Dr. Brian Forrest on the COVID-19 pandemic, we'd love to hear from you. We'll be here until 4.30 this afternoon. Now, straight ahead, we're going to answer more questions. Remember, our sponsor for the show today is GoMD. They're located at GoMD. That's G-O-M-D dot care, C-A-R-E. They offer COVID-19 15-minute rapid IgG, IgM test kits that can be obtained by your physician or hospital. These kits have been used widely in other countries and allow people not only to know if they have COVID-19 now, but if they have been exposed to it already and may now be immune. These tests also don't require the same personal protective equipment since the sample is a drop of blood rather than testers having to swab someone's nose and throat. They also provide access to virtual health visits by telemedicine, and they're a source for personal protective equipment. Check them out. Again, that is GoMD.care. That's G-O-M-D dot C-A-R-E. We'll be back with uh, more of your calls in just a few moments. This is Access Health Radio. Welcome back to our special live edition of Access Health Radio here on WPTF. I'm Mike Davis with board-certified family physician, Dr. Brian Forrest. And uh, we are taking your calls this afternoon. Any questions that you have regarding this COVID-19 pandemic, you can call in now. Get your question in here in the next 15 minutes or so to 919-860-9783. And I understand we do have a caller now. April is calling from Raleigh. Good afternoon, April. How can we help you? Hi, April. You're on the air. I think if I've hit all the right buttons now, April, what's your question for Dr. Forrest today? Are you there, April? Okay, I understand April's uh, April's question, Dr. Forrest, was going to be about uh, how long does the COVID-19 virus actually live in the air versus on surfaces, and what kinds of surfaces does it live on? What can you tell us about that? Well, that's a great question, uh, April. Uh, 
you know, initially we didn't really have any information on COVID-19. Uh, we made the assumption that it would respond on surfaces similar to other coronaviruses and also to flu. It turns out that uh, it's actually a little worse than that uh, because it has a, an ability to stay on surfaces for a sustained amount of time. And so we, there was a study done that looked at some of the data that came out early. And apparently on things like cardboard, uh, COVID can last for 24 hours. And on surfaces like metal surfaces like stainless steel, you know, up to three days. And so that's very concerning. So one of the things that's practical is what happens if you get a package at your house? What happens if you get something delivered and uh, somebody's touched that or handled that that could have been infected with COVID-19? Well, I, I can tell you personally that uh, packages that come to the house, we're leaving outside of the house uh, as much as possible for a couple days. And if there's something that we think is perishable or it needs to come in, we're going ahead, we are handling the package, uh, we're opening it, uh, and then washing our hands, uh, sterilizing our hands, and then we were taking the contents out, taking the contents out of the package, washing our hands again, and then sterilizing after that. So you do have to be concerned about surfaces. Uh, I think one of the things that's been the worst about this disease is that it is one of the most contagious things we've ever seen. You know, uh, some people have estimated that it's between 15 and 40 times more contagious than the flu virus. Some people have said that uh, it can, some of these studies show it could last in the air for three hours. So imagine if you were in a room with somebody with COVID-19 and there could still be detectable virus particles in the air for three, three hours after that. Um, so surfaces are really important. Make sure you're disinfecting surfaces as much as you can. Uh, but remember, the most important thing is, in some regards, it doesn't matter how dirty your hands get as long as you don't touch them with anything uh, like your face. So, you know, if your hands were covered totally in COVID-19 virus particles and you washed your hands and sterilized your hands before you touched your, touched your face uh, adequately, at least 20 seconds with the washing with soap and water, then theoretically you're safe no matter how, how much contamination you had on your hands. So just remember how critical that is. And, of course, with the social distancing, you know, this six-feet buffer, I'm calling it at least six feet, uh, buffer, uh, especially if, if you were in a, a 10 by 10 room with someone uh, and you were 10 feet away, but the viral particles can persist in the air for three hours, uh, that still may be a little too close for comfort, especially for the highest risk folks. I think it's important to remember most people are going to be okay with this, but we really have to protect those that are vulnerable. We really have to protect the elderly and those with underlying conditions. And I think one way we can do that is to realize that these surfaces can be contaminated for extended periods uh, and even the air as well. All right. Thanks, Dr. Forrest. 919-860-9783 is the number. If you have a question this afternoon uh, for Dr. Forrest, we have a few minutes left in the program. Dr. Forrest, each week at this time, we usually have our Access Health Tip of the Week. I understand this week is no different. Right. We're always uh, looking for ways to save our patients and listeners on their health care and prescription medications uh, is a big thing we want to save them with. Uh, so we've discovered a local gym of a pharmacy in Apex called 
called We Care. And this pharmacy has had terrific customer service uh, for our patients. They also offer free delivery in the area. Uh, and the best part is that they're willing to price match uh, generic drugs, a lot of times even cheaper than the bulk mail order companies. Uh, so we've been really uh, very satisfied with that for our patients. Their number is 919-629-6010 uh, if you want to check them out. And they're at wecareofapex.com. They also administer adult vaccines. You know, we don't currently have a COVID-19 vaccine, Mm -hmm. but that will be coming. It's probably going to be somewhere between a year and 18 months from now, but we we will get that. Uh, And a lot of people don't know that pharmacists, uh, since a few years ago, are able to administer adult vaccines without a prescription. Hmm. Uh, So if there's vaccinations you need to get and you're behind on, uh, sometimes your local pharmacy may be the quickest and easiest way to do that. And they'll, you know, if you have insurance that covers those vaccines, they'll file that for you. I even heard that the, the shingles vaccine is one of those that you can get. Correct. And shingles vaccines, one in the past, we've had a lot of trouble with supply. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, people, when the new one first came out, and it was a whole lot better than the last vaccine. People really wanted it. They also moved that age down to age 50. And so a lot of the corner store pharmacies were really having trouble keeping it in stock. Uh, so we really had to search around and find places that could administer it. And uh, a lot of our patients were able to get that at WeCare. If you'd like to get in, we have about five more minutes or so. Uh, I guess my next question is, now you mentioned that we are probably a year to 18 months away from a vaccine. I heard something recently uh, that there were some tests that were done in France uh, and perhaps elsewhere where they were taking some uh, things like ZPAC and other things that right off the shelf, maybe combining a couple of things, and they were seeing some good success with that. What have you heard about that? What can you tell us? Well, I think so far they're trying everything. It's sort of a situation where, you know, without having a vaccine, we're throwing everything in the kitchen sink at it, trying to find something that'll work. Um, And so, so far there have been a couple of anecdotal cases where it looks like there maybe have been benefit. But you know, we generally in medicine don't use things on patients uh, with just anecdotal evidence. We want to make sure we've got good results and that it's safe in that combination. So if it turns out that's successful, we'll we'll get to a place uh, where the therapies that, that show promise and that show they work, where we'll actually be able to use those in the clinical setting. Okay, so uh, so right now we just we don't have anything yet is the answer. Well, there's. I think the most promising thing right now that that is likely to work is this idea of convalescent serum. And the idea is you take the antibodies that people who've already had COVID-19 have had, uh, you administer that in a purified sort of uh, form to patients who have severe disease, and you're literally giving them immunity. You're, you're basically injecting immunity from somebody else who's already become immune to the disease by making the uh, immunoglobulins. So I think that will end up working, uh, but again, that has to be tested. We have to see how that's going to do, how effective it's going to be as well. So I think you'll see emerging treatments, several different ones that'll work. I'm hoping that, you know, we talk about flattening the curve. I think uh-huh. it'd be great if everybody could sort of procrastinate catching this thing until Uh we get to a place where we've got effective treatments or even better, you know, a vaccine, especially in those most critically vulnerable. Okay, thanks, Dr. Forrest. Straight ahead, some final thoughts from Dr. Brian Forrest today as uh, we wrap up. Also, we're going to give you his contact information so that you can reach him offline in case you have a question, a non-emergent question about the coronavirus or about uh, his practice in Apex. We'll have all that straight ahead as we continue here on Access Health Radio. 
All right, welcome back, everybody, to Access Health Radio, our special live Q&A show today. And uh, uh, Dr. Forrest, any uh, any final thoughts today? And uh, let's give folks your contact information, because I'm sure folks are going to have some questions off air as, as well. Well, if listeners want to send general non-emergent questions and possibly even have those answered on the show, uh, they can send an email to accesshealthradio at gmail.com. And after the show, you can also listen to an on-demand podcast if there's part of the show you missed, or if you want a family member or friend to be able to go back and listen to it, they can find that at WPTF.com or also on the landing page for our show at accesshealthradio.com. Uh, if they're interested in learning about the virtual health from GoMD or the rapid COVID-19 kits, they can go to www.gomd.care for that. All right. And uh, that is all the time that we have for uh, for this week. Doc, any final thoughts? Well, it concludes our show, and hopefully you will be able to use some of this information to keep your safe, yourself safe and uh, your loved ones. Uh, I'll finish off with scripture for the week from Hebrews 10.23, uh, New International Version. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. Thanks for listening to the Access Health Show, and we look forward to joining you again next Sunday at 4 p.m. Until then, God bless your health.